Cool that you, you got Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. I know. <laughs> we, well, we both went there. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, anywho, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com, even if you're not on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi. Um, check out our show website, trdshow.net. We got all sorts of cool stuff there. Get a free mug. Oh, yeah. I can't see the mug. There's the mug. There it is. I had to switch my camera back to me. Get the mug. Get a sticker. Get a t-shirt. Look, I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm sporting our... You can't... The microphone... Stupid microphone. It's in the way. Oh, well. Just, it's cool. Just take my word for it. Or don't take my word for it. Go to our merch store by going to our website, trdshow.net, and you can see it for yourself. There we go. Back on track. Okay. I have the obligation today. It is my honor. I don't know if it's so much of an honor as it is. Just I have to say these words because it's in the script. Um, Send us an email with your topic ideas. If you have questions, if you have guests that you think we should have on the show that we didn't already and you're like, what the heck, guys, get these people on the show. We'd love to get those people on the show, but we don't know about them unless you send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. Send us an email with guest ideas. Send us an email with topic ideas. Send us an email with questions. Basically, just send us an email. I don't care if the message is empty. We just want emails. Um, And also... Also, coming off of the conference, we have some yeah. amazing guests. We do. Coming we have a on whole list show, of people coming now. up. And yep. so people yep. that have uh, prepared. come up to us and said, hey, can we can we be on your show and yes. stuff? And other people that we've gone up to, hey, can we have you on our show? <laughs> Just a very... Well, and, and you should know, it was less of Jacob asking, hey, can you be on our show? And more of a, hey, come on over here. You're being on our show now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's purely what it was if you listen to the John Branion podcast. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Um, but yes, we do have a, a ton of really cool uh, guests coming up, a slew of guests coming up on the show later this month and in the following months. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got campus preacher Keith um joining us keith daryl which is gonna be super cool he was on the cross politic uh show for a while uh filled in a couple times and was a guest there so i'm really excited to have him on the show and then we're also gonna have um a couple of other people as well and it's gonna be really cool we're gonna be talking to a pro wrestler we're gonna be talking to a bunch of other people so stay tuned for that um yeah, so that'll be cool. Okay, so anyways, today is discussion topic Friday. I almost said Wednesday. It's it's Friday. Um, and we've got a doozy of a topic for you. So if you're listening to this, you've obviously read the title, and you know we're talking about Marvel's She-Hulk. And our subtitle is, It's Worse Than You Think, because it really is worse than you think. Um, it was a crash and burn. And I think Marvel knows that. And we're going to be discussing just how much of a crash and burn it really was. Um, but before we get into all of that, we have to talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week has been Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 through 12, which says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. The Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he 
delights. And that's Proverbs chapter three, verses 11 through 12. So we obviously described this and went into a lot of detail throughout the week on this passage. Jacob likened it to um, Toby Sumter's message on uh, the Phila Feast conference talking about really the story of Job when he's tried me will come forth as gold. Um, the discipline of God is to make us better, but it's also to demonstrate his glory through us so that people like King Nebuchadnezzar did with Daniel will ask, what God do you worship? Um, that should be the goal. When God gave Israel the laws uh, to govern their society in a harmonious way, in a perfect way, he said, do these things so that the nations around you will ask, what God do you worship? That is the goal, is for the people to see our lives and to look and say and ask us, what God do you worship? We want we to worship to be a, God. a city on a hill. Yes, we are to be light and salt. Yeah, city on a hill. So don't despise, but, but you know, this whole week we've been talking about that from that perspective. But what about the traditional sense? Um, usually this is preached because there are some really good evangelical churches out there that do preach personal sanctification, which is vitally important because everything starts in the heart. It starts individually. Ideas have consequences and sin has very real consequences and repercussions. So when we sin, this verse is generally brought up because God disciplines us. And it says, God reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. You know, uh, elsewhere in Proverbs, it says, if you spare the rod, you despise your child. A father who despises their child, we're told, does not discipline them. And so if God is a loving father, he will discipline us when we sin and reprove us. But this is also true on a societal level, and we're seeing that today. Christians get persecuted, societies crumble when Christians don't do what God has called them to do. We're seeing that past 150 years, we've given our children over to the government to be trained. We've allowed the civil government to step into responsibilities. It was never intended. God never intended it to step into those roles, never created it for that purpose. And yet it's done that anyways. And why did it do that? Multiple reasons. One of them, first and foremost, is that Christians let it because Christians didn't have a biblical worldview. And why did they not have a biblical worldview? Because they don't have biblical pastors. So, Find a good church is the moral of the story. Um, okay, that's why we went through Doug Wilson's Mother Kirk last month on the show, describing what does a good church looks like. So if you missed those episodes, go back and, and check those out. And that and that was a topic episode. It was. What is a good church? How do you discern a good church from a bad church? Yep, yep. We've talked about the kingdom of God. We've talked about this topic so many times throughout the show. So if uh, you're brand new, you get to hear us for the first time. And you get to hear us describing those things for the first time. But if you're not brand new, this is old hat to you. So great. I hope you've been looking for a real church. And if you haven't, send us an email and we'd love to help you find a church in your area. If you're looking for a denomination or whatever, we would love to hear from you and where you are and what the state of your church is, where you're at. We'd love to hear that. And if we can help you find a good church, we'd love to do that and discuss it with you and hear your opinions. And you can hear ours. Uh, iron sharpens iron after all. So... Um, all right, let's, let's move into the scathing review of Marvel's She-Hulk. And I do have to give a spoiler warning right off the, right off the bat, right at the gate, because people will get mad if we don't say, I mean, it's in the title, so it should be fairly obvious that, yeah, there's <laughs> going to be spoilers, obviously, if you haven't seen this show. But like I said on Wednesday, if you haven't seen the show and you're like on the fence about whether or not you're going to see it, 
I wouldn't recommend it. It's pretty much just garbage. <laughs> I mean, are we? How much of the show are we actually going to be talking about? You know, the story plot. Uh, a little bit on. at the beginning, but that's about it. Uh, so yeah, fair point. Fair point. We'll keep uh, it generally vague. So yeah. But uh, moving on, I think Bruce and I were talking about before we started the show. How do we start this? It, yeah. How do yeah. we get into this? Yeah. In order to really show you <laughs> what we mean by this. How bad. Not that good. How bad <laughs> it is. Uh, we want to rate our top five Marvel shows. And, and this will be the start of my question to Bruce. What are your top five Marvel shows? And these are these are the shows that they've most recently come out with. And then what are the bottom five? shows yeah yeah so okay for those of you who don't know you're just like what do you mean marvel shows if you're unaware of marvel the marvel world they've recently in the past three years i think it was just before covid or right when covid was happening they decided marvel made a decision to not really produce as many movies and to focus more on creating shows hmm. which is interesting i i personally am like cool i think that's neat Let's do it, because you can delve into characters more, theoretically. You can delve into story plot more, theoretically. You can build characters a lot better, theoretically. Uh, they did not many of these things in a lot of their series, but the uh, that possibility, that opportunity is there. So, anywho, yeah. they're doing shows now, so that's the thing. Um, okay, so my top my top five shows. I haven't thought about this until now, because and I, I would say... Top five as in not like the number one is better than the the fifth. Okay, they're just all grouped. You, that makes yeah, it a lot just, easier. I would I would say, yeah, just to make it okay. a little bit easier yeah. on us. Well, obviously WandaVision. I thought it was great. I really liked it. Um, and I thought it, ta it taught a really good lesson about idolatry and obsession, which I thought was really cool. You know, like the reason she did this was because she was obsessed. Um, it also taught that motherhood is not something to be despised. She wanted it more than anything, but it also taught don't make that your idol. So I thought yeah. that was really interesting. That was her nature was to want motherhood. So it kind of went opposite of feminism and showed that, oh, women do tend towards motherhood. That is natural. How about that? Who knew? <laughs> and yet it also kind of preached. Yeah against idolatry so that that's number that's number one for me um moon knight okay this is going to be a little controversial because moon knight was about egyptian gods mm. but mm. i still thought it was fascinating because it reveals a lot about these egyptian gods like it talked about some of these egyptian gods most of them had flaws they were limited in their knowledge they certainly weren't sovereign they were deities quote unquote, right? That had limited realms of authority. That was the whole Egyptian thing, right? There was not one god to rule them all. There was not That was that's <clears throat> the panth pantheonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idea. The yeah, Greek pantheon in Egypt. Well, no, pantheonic as in when when there are multiple different gods. Okay. Yeah, um, pantheism. That's yeah. that's the same as Egyptian, that's the same as Greek, that is the same as Roman, yep. that is yep. the same as Aztec, that is the same as all whenever you have a pantheon and multiple gods, that yeah. that is like, like yeah, 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 spheres. Yeah, but. yeah. So, I, I, but I really liked the story plot, and I liked that there was a sense of morality, and they uh, strengthened that. But 
it should have obviously been attributed to a biblical worldview and it wasn't. So obviously that's an issue. But I, I don't think we're saying <clears throat> that Marvel is at all. Yes. Right. Uh, we're just saying out of the limited range of these series, which are the top five. So, okay. So I'd put out of the best that Marvel could do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So, so I think I would put uh WandaVision and then Moon Knight. And then let's see, what else was there? Loki. Loki was really cool. And honestly, Loki was just cool because of I like time travel. I'm kind of a I'm a I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that. So I thought that that element of it, like I'm huge into Star Trek, Doctor Who, those sorts of things. Um, and so that element of the time travel aspect was was really cool to me. And I thought it was I thought they played that out really well. Um, but the premise behind that was that there was this one man that was trying to basically be a god was basically this guy, King the Conqueror, was trying to um, stop his other selves from popping up on the timeline. And to do that, he basically had to take control over every aspect of society. So he had a set of rules in place, and he had a linear way that he believed the timeline was supposed to play out. And if anything happened that didn't fit within that linear um, uh, path... Now, what's interesting is that People still had free will. They could still make the decision to not fit within that. But as soon as they did, he had erected a, an agency to go yeah. out and trim them from the timeline and re reboot it's, it. It's really the the discussion and topic of free will. Yeah, yeah, um, that was a huge part of that show. Literally. And I would say yeah. that you know you you get rid of that that whole time variance authority, and you do have chaotic stuff. Right. And we're like, oh, no. So, wait, we do need these these rules. And I would say, no, we don't want this. Because this is, you know, wrong. This is based on these these own timekeepers. This man trying to be God. Overall, Kang the Conqueror, right. Um, are we say, we're saying Kang the Conqueror when it really isn't. You know that, right? His, he didn't say his name was Kang, right? Well, yeah, but. It was he who we know. Like, we yeah. have speculation. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we know it's King the Conqueror, but okay, because they released but, the new trailer that shows the yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, anyway, really, we're... you take this freedom, and you have to apply biblical principles in order yes. for it to work. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, those are those are three. I don't know what Four. I. Oh, oh, three, three, it's three. The Moon fourth... Knight. The fourth, I would say, wouldn't yep. you say the what if? What if was cool. I did like what if. And I'd spend more time on that, but we're at the 15-minute mark, so I'll just yeah. keep going. What if was cool. And you kind of and you kind of had the... to break it out between each of the episodes, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first episode was super feminist. I still haven't watched it. I refuse to watch it to this day. Um, what was the – and then what was the other series? Miss Marvel was interesting. Um, so for I happen to like Miss Marvel. Muslim aspect to it. But then there was uh, – what was what were some of the other series? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, I yeah. Hawkeye was great. That Hawkeye was like regular storytelling. It was like Marvel. <laughs> they did ten series, and then they were like, "All right, let's give them one that's normal, one yeah. where we're not completely wokeizing it. We're not. We're actually yeah. trying to develop a character. We're trying to build a character." And we're not going to care about woke garbage. And that was Hawkeye. It was really other cool. Than, it was... Other than uh, 
uh, Kate Bishop. Wait, what do you mean, Kate Bishop? Uh, they were trying to replace Hawkeye with Kate Bishop. Oh, I didn't get the sense that they were replacing. I got the sense that she was there, an apprentice. I, well, okay. I guess with the understanding of what Marvel likes to do. And maybe, that, that's maybe. The flow that they could, happen. they could. But anyways, I, I thought it was cool because it was family. It was basically, it was basically family friendly. There was violence, but you know. That's a whole nother topic we discussion we can and, have. But and I would say my top five is the same. Okay. As <laughs> cool. Same as For that. All so, the same reasons. So okay, so we're sixteen minutes in, so let's get to the the bottom top five. Yeah, the bottom five. So the worst And this one this one is rated from number one being the worst to five. So start with five and we'll actually go to the worst. Okay. So starting with five. I just have to pick from what's left, so I would put Miss Mar- Marvel at five. It, it could have been worse, it wasn't but it had the yeah. huge Muslim element, and you could tell they were really trying to capitalize on that, so eh, yeah, they were vocalizing it, so I'll put that at five. Or I would grab Captain in the, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because I don't think there's five left, so let's just do the three that are remaining. Yeah. Miss Marvel, Cap- Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then She-Hulk. As right. the very and, worst. And so to to basically break it out, um, <clears throat> before She Hulk came out, mm-hmm. our bottom, our last one, the bottom, was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The absolute worst. What we thought yeah. was the worst done, and, and that's not just woke. That's like all around story structure was completely lacking. Um. One metric was, does it push the MCU forward? Does it give us new characters that are going forward that will actually push the plot forward? Didn't do that at all. Um, does it world build? Not really. It was a kind of a confusing mess that really didn't make any sense. Did, was it consistent? No. Did it have, uh, you know, a character arc? Not really. The main guy was basically prove like at the beginning he was good at the end he was good he really didn't develop his character right. whatsoever um it was just it was a confusing mess it was woke as heck they had also like the uh going into a bank for a loan for his uh, uh boat mm, right, right that was the wokest most crt filled garbage scene yeah. i have ever seen in a tv show that was utter garbage financially the bank is supporting people building new houses because they just got blipped back from the snap, right? The snap brought half the population back into existence. The bank is now trying to figure out, oh goodness, all these people need loans because they need houses. And you, oh, this guy wants to redo his boat. Yeah, I I think there's more pressing needs. We're not, I'm sorry, we're not going to do that. (gasps) You're so racist. How could you do that to a black man? You know, it's like, Uh, the main character is is Falcon, who is a black man. Yeah, it was just, it was utter garbage. To to make sure the people watching this who don't know Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget there's people that haven't seen these series. (laughs) Bruce and I, when it comes to Marvel, I found out that we are nerds. Um, (laughs) We because watch theory I, I, videos in our free time yeah. for Marvel stuff because it's fun, you know. <laughs> I used to didn't think that we were that, you know, that nerdy, nerdy. when yeah. it comes to Marvel, but right. recently talking to a lot of people about it. <laughs> Nobody else really funny. watches them. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of hilarious. Okay, so now we but get to take the last one, ten minutes. 
We take the last but 10 minutes one, of this episode and we talk about this, yeah. this show that this whole episode was supposed to be about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. Our, our absolute worst, the show that we now have to rate the absolute worst show on Disney Plus in the Marvel category. Because until this point, it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Hey! Good news is Falcon and the Winter Soldier gets a boost. So it congratulations. I think yeah. they should, you know, that's a that's a prize. But because now She-Hulk is the absolute worst show, yeah. in our opinion, yeah. on Disney Plus in the Marvel category. Yeah. So there, there you have is, it. There is one thing I want to point out before we move on. I I think it's funny and interesting that we are talking about this subject coming off of an event where we were just talking about storytelling the good storytell uh good yeah. stories yeah uh so yep exactly exactly what you were talking about <laughs> yeah well okay so i'll describe the story just a little bit this is probably the only like spoiler filled spot in the episode for this but for this particular show basically the way it went down was in episode one we get introduced to this character jennifer walters who is a lawyer and she, uh, her cousin, she is the cousin of Bruce Banner, who is Hulk. Um, they were in a car crash of sorts. And I actually thought it was going to be really interesting because there was like an alien ship that caused the car crash. And it's like, ooh, they're bringing in some, you know, the first episode to me kind of had promise because it was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. There's an alien ship involved. There's a car crash. Oh, no, what's the happening? The beginning of the first episode. Right. Bruce had this inhibitor thing on him. So he wasn't Hulk. He was human form. And then all, you know, he gets cut and, and she gets cut and some of his blood spills into her veins. And then she goes through this transformation and now blah, blah, she's She-Hulk. Okay. So now she has to learn how to control her powers. Yeah. Right? Seemingly, normal Marvel thing would be and, and, she and has powers, I she do... now has to learn how to control them. Yeah. But this is not the case for this show. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, but I do want to point out that that's only the first half of that episode. Right, right. The whole second half was where they pushed their wokest agenda. Yes, which is what I was, where, yeah. Where they were saying that She-Hulk's blood was better than Hulk's. Right, yes. So and, the whole thing was... She did not have to learn, like every other Marvel hero did, she did not have to learn how to control her powers. It was innate. She woke up, and after the first night of rampaging, she woke up, and now she's in control. She can transform at will. When she transforms into the Hulk, it's not really a Hulk. It's just a larger version of herself who's green and has muscles and is now super strong. And basically, that's it. So, yes, they're in line with the comics, but that doesn't mean the comics are good either. I think it's pretty obvious what's happening here. This is very clearly a feminist movement, right? This is very clearly at least influenced, either consciously or unconsciously, which I think we can all agree it's pretty conscious at this point. <laughs> pretty overt that this was a feminist move to make it so that you know because bruce was willing to step in he was going to be like he had this whole binder and he's like all right here i'll help you through the process you know uh let's run tests let's figure this out let's help you control your powers there was this whole training montage where basically everything everything he can do she can do better uh <laughs> <laughs> um and that yeah. was the that was the thing <clears throat> so yeah that's exactly what jake was just talking about so that was the first episode and it all goes downhill from there out of it all of them worse. actually yeah. with all of that we just described i still think the first episode is my favorite 
because it gets really downhill from there. I think there were some episodes. Well, no, sorry, some parts of episodes. <laughs> you can't even take an promise. episode whole cloth, yeah. And and actually, it was the end of what was it? The second to last episode, I think. The last okay. episode was nine, right? They Maybe. finished on nine. I don't remember. But the second to last episode, before before the last episode, they kind of showed this. She burst out in rage when she right. was in her She-Hulk form. Yeah, which we'll and talk I kind of was like, "Hey, wait a second! They're showing that there was a period of time there was like an ended uh, right. Um, uh, um, how would you say that? Just ingestion period. That- oh yeah, <laughs> I get you. Whatever. But you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but there was this period of time in which she had full control. Right. But now her other personality is yeah, kicking yeah. in. Yeah. And then now she has to hold, deal with all the things the Hulk did. Yeah. But well, they didn't do that. Right. Right. Yeah. They they built something up and then they completely tore it down. So, okay. So, so the rest of the show. Let me finish describing the story. <laughs> Basically, now for the rest of the show. It's her uh, saying, I don't want to be a Hulk. I want to be a lawyer, rather unsuccessfully. Things keep popping up. And then she gets fired by her the agency. Uh, I don't know if they call it a lawyer agency. Whatever they call it. By whatever group she was working for. She gets fired. And now she's looking for a job. And she has to get hired uh, by this group in their, in their superhero department. Um, so now she is a superhero lawyer. They've required that she be in her Hulk form the whole time. Now she represents superheroes. So basically the rest of the show is her representing superheroes in different cases. Some of them are actually innocent and good cases. Some of them are not. Some of them are frauds like uh, Ribbit or Ripit, whatever that frogman yeah. thing was. Turns out. Leapfrog. Yeah. So anyways, that's the show in a nutshell. Uh, there's a couple interesting facets she breaks the fourth wall all the time, which is meant to like allude to Deadpool. So there's that because Deadpool apparently breaks the fourth wall in his two oh, movies. Really? So this, was I didn't know that. that. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. And then the end credit scenes were all garbage, utter garbage to the point yep. that we didn't even watch them because they were just, they were gross. It yep. got to a really gross point where we're just like, I don't even yeah. want to watch this. Let's just skip yeah. these. Um, so, yeah, that was that was and that's never Marvel usually takes the time and the opportunity in their post credit scenes to push something in their storyline. I know mm-hmm. uh, three years ago when we were watching WandaVision, maybe it was two years ago, we would be on the edge of our seats waiting for the end, the post credit scene. And right. because that would set you up for the next episode, it would introduce you to a mystery that it's like, oh, yeah. goodness, what's going to happen? You know, like, oh, no, I can't wait for next week. You know, this was kind of just a really that really it was either it was (laughs) there were two reactions and the best reaction was really the worst reaction was oh goodness turn it off (laughs) like (laughs) oh that's disgusting right so those were your two reactions to all the post most of the post credit scenes except for like one and that turned out to be red herring because it was like this guy took her blood and was like oh no what's gonna happen there and then at the end they completely blew that open and they were like yeah nope that's really nothing yeah yeah the whole if you watch it it is the most disjointed disconnected show the character does not really grow at all and that's that's really one of my one of my points is that it didn't build anywhere and 
honestly, if you watch, it remind it was very reminiscent. So when I went through a worldviews course years ago, um, we talked about postmodernism. And that's basically the worldview where there is no truth. There is no story, overarching story, and everybody's story is okay and acceptable. So what you get from that worldview is no story arcs, no character that's redeemable and but is, you know, has problems, has faults, has to go through something and then comes out on the other side redeemed and a better person. And now they go and do other things as a better person. We got that with Iron Man. We got that with Thor. We got that with Captain America. Well, sort of with Captain America. He was a kind of a goody two-shoes from right off the bat. But that was lauded. That was applauded that he had morals that nobody else had. So that was still morality in Captain America's story was a really good thing. And it's what set him apart from everybody else was that he already started at that. So that was actually an interesting idea to talk about was that he didn't start as low as everybody else did. He started above everybody and he got better, you know, which was anyways, mm -hmm. I thought that was neat, which is what we're trying to do in our Christian walk, generational you know, covenantal succession is yeah. we don't start low, we start better and we get better and better and better as we go. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so up until now, that's been the story arc. Um, even Miss Marvel had elements of that. She had to learn how to control her power. She had to learn when to use her powers and when not to, when to show restraint, when she could do something big and, you know, boisterous, but she's like, no, let me restrain myself um, as opposed to getting emotional or what have you. Right. Yeah. Uh, so all of those sorts of things. This did not have that at all. I mean, she didn't have to learn how to use her powers. She didn't really have character flaws that were then polished. By the end, she was still sleeping around. She was still, you know, guys in her bedroom all the time. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the lifestyle she lived didn't improve. In fact, it got worse as it went on. And that was kind of just okay. It was like, yeah, you know, it was a running joke that she did this. A and then when... uh that was exposed on camera which was the rampage moment jacob just described when that when her sin was exposed on camera in front of a huge audience and she got mad about it it's like oh maybe she's going to change her life around and not do that anymore nope no she she didn't she no. the very next episode went right back to it so there was no character growth there was no development there was none of that which is exactly yeah. what postmodernism is <laughs> so that fits very much into my into my point but i think the storyline would be much more suited for a reality TV show. <laughs> it basically yeah. goes through the life of a big city lawyer, but since it has the Marvel la Marvel label yeah. on it, they have to tack on some superpowers. Yeah. Yep. The whole Hulk thing seemed as if an afterthought. Yes, totally. That's a and, really and, good observation. And it's very much a postmodern form of show or yep. at least the postmodern version of marvel and the reason i say that is because they almost have this idea as if they feel they need to break the mold yes as it were well and like in the most... last episode they cemented that and made that very clear that that's yeah, what they were exactly. doing yeah yeah and and they it almost seems like they see the older things and actually they have said this it, so it's not just it seems like <laughs> <laughs> they see the older way of doing something <clears throat> as a bad thing or something outdated that needs to be reworked. Yep. Yep. And, and course, honestly, that's... can I uh, give a hot take here and say Go ahead. that's a bonus for us? Because mm -hmm. once the left stops telling good stories, 
they'll stop convincing as many people. They'll stop having as much of an impact because until this point, they've been telling great stories because why? One, Christians have not been using what we should have. We should have the best stories because we do have the best stories, but we don't use them. And we don't use yeah. the storytelling abilities that God has given us. So that's one. Oh. Two, yeah. two, the left has been stealing from a Christian worldview and telling compelling stories that push their narrative. So now that they're giving yeah. that up, because ultimately, when people sin this much, when they go into Romans 1 levels of depravity, God gives them over to their sin, to their debased minds. It gets harder and harder to steal from a Christian worldview. We're seeing that right now. We're seeing the breakdown of them stealing from our Christian worldview. Now they're having to fall back on their own worldview and they got nothing. They have no storytelling yeah. abilities. And this is what you get. However, I do think the, um, sorry, the pessimistic-ish take of that, the, the not so great take of that is that I think they're desensitizing people as to yes. what a good story is. That's true. But hey, that opens the door. For when we finally wake up yeah. and start telling good stories, people are going to be like, whoa, what was that? You know, like, yeah. tell us more. Give us more of that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. anyways, there's there's a lot more we wanted to talk about, but we got kind of stuck on the top five, bottom five thing. So, hey, that was still cool. I think we got through the majority. I think we got through a decent okay. amount. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, my basic basic takeaway what i wrote down was marvel which is trying to end the very thing that builds great stories which is the hero who grows learns and then defeats the dragon that's what marvel is trying to end um basically the main character jen jen jennifer walters is just walking from one thing to the next taking none of it really seriously it's all just a, a big joke there are no consequences here and she's not growing as a person into any sort of hero at all. So it's just like, really, this? Okay, wow. Well, this is very consistent with their worldview. Yep. Yeah. So anyways, we wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the intelligentsia and how they're basically like a terrorist group full of men who are what the patriarchy would be without Christ. But I don't have time, so... There you go. If you have thoughts on the intelligentsia and how they're the patriarchy without Christ, love to hear about it. Um, Jake, anything you'd like to wrap up with before we wrap up officially? Uh, well, from our Wednesday episode, a call. Ooh, call to action. Christians, I love these. A Christians need to tell good stories. Yes. This is this is the big call in this, in that. Yes, we, we need to base things in theology. We need to focus on theology, but we need to also make sure that we're looking at good storytelling, that we're also looking at uh, s something big in the conference was building a human with stories. Uh, yes. Uh, Chocolate Knox did an interview with Doug Wilson, Nancy Wilson, Ben Merkel, and Rebecca Merkel. And they were all talking about the different stories that they use in order to build children up. <laughs> and yep. I think that was that's great. important that we start building stories for the next generation. <clears throat> we start thinking about how to tell good stories yep. from a Christian perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great call to action. So if you're a storyteller, now is the time. Get involved. Get out there. Start making stories 
from a Christian perspective that change culture. And if you agreed or disagreed with what we just talked about on the show, or if you just had fun, if you liked this sort of format where we're talking about series and breaking down this sort of stuff, let us know because we certainly enjoy it. And if you enjoy it as well, um, probably don't tell us because we're going to do so many more of them if you do. So, you know, uh, like these, we just can't stop, you know, (laughs) but anyways, there's your half hour of geeking out over marvel from a biblical perspective we hope it was informative if you found it interesting send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com or head on over to our website trdshow.net scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and you can send a message to us that way which is quick and easy to get a hold of us we'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today thanks so much for listening or watching don't forget five star reviews really help please give us one in our podcast feed um, like this video, subscribe to us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Getter, all sorts of places to stay up to date on all of our stuff. And until next time, we will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. And remember, above all, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs> <laughs>